For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Gus Edwards' captain? What's his sign? Is Mercury in retrograde? Will Mark Andrews be a leverage play? Can you play NBA cash? These questions answered and more up next on Lulz. I, does he think... I it's think he thinks goat. this He thinks this is a go. Vegas Dave thinks this is a go. Hot naked girls doing yoga. What? Why don't you just win like a man? Random.org. <laughs> Type in one for yes, two for no. Let the DFS guys pick for you. And I'm absolutely begging you not to do bus. <laughs> Please don't do bus. Look at that. Sometimes, Brian, I have to, you won't believe this. Sometimes I have to improvise these cold opens, you know, just do it right off the cuff. And sometimes the chat writes the cold open for me. This was beautiful. We should uh, bring Dylan on, bring him on the team. Well, I think what what we're trending toward, we famously guest booked themselves on this show. We're moving toward the chat writing our cold opens we look to the stars to make our showdown lineups i mean you and me are just like a couple ai bots away from not even having to show up and do this show that's fine yeah that's <laughs> fine and then and then that's when the big money comes in p <laughs> that's right because what we can do then is we can have lulz 24 hours a day streaming our robots will just handle <laughs> it <laughs> just what everybody wants 24 hours of, of lulz 24 hours they only get one hour a week i mean brian i i teased it on twitter um you were messaging me furiously saying you had like 30 minutes of thoughts on this Kadarius tony trade to the chiefs you had lots of fantasy takes you wanted to get off your chest that was the honestly the first i saw it was your tweet right now <laughs> that wait I, that i broke the news for you on the Kadarius tony trade yeah yeah i you know i think i actually did i'm in one home league still and uh, I draft. I'm pretty sure I have him on my team. And so you did. You didn't cut him through this. You were holding strong. Uh, I should say I drafted him. I I made one move, right? Because I my kicker wasn't playing or something, so I had to. My my goal is to make zero moves and win the league. That's my <laughs> goal now in home leagues. Just don't even care. Make as minimum moves as possible and still win. Uh, and I might have released him. Um, although I did, I think I had one of the RBs who got injured for Do- uh, Dobbins, maybe somebody who got injured. Oh, okay. for I had, I think I might have, maybe it was him, but yeah, so this is, this is big for me. If, if, is he going somewhere that matters at all for DFS? Yes. He, he's going to the chiefs. It might not matter for DFS for a few weeks. Oh, it kind of matters. Uh, I mean, if he's going to play. Yeah. They're on by this week. I mean, the thing that's so weird about it is you would think like the Giants were a bad team, you know, that they're one and six and getting rid of this guy. It's like they're six and one. It like desperately need wide receivers <laughs> in our in our trading, uh, you know, him. So I still think there's like a lot of risk associated with him, but it's super fun. I mean, it's fucking Patrick Mahomes. I saw the uh, uh, bet was a Ben Baldwin on his like little prediction graphic he has on Twitter where who, you know, who's going to from the start of the season to now, who's more likely to win the Super Bowl, or whatever. And the yeah. Giants, despite being six to one, were still in like the bottom seven or something on his graph. I'm like, that can't be right, is it? They're not. They're horrible, but six and one has got to help. Just yeah. Get to, get I, to I think. I mean, I, I think Dayball, man, he he's a bit of a miracle worker over there. I mean, imagine like some of these dustball coaches, like Cliff Kingsbury or Nathaniel Hackett, with that Giants team. I mean, they'd probably be like two and four right now. Um. The, you know, the chat is interested in what an AI would spit out after watching every Lulz episode. I I also do think the 24-hour Lulz channel, like Willie said, would be at least like two-thirds just naked yoga would be a bunch of the programming mixed in with some AI-generated stuff. Well, our views would go up dramatically. It would. Yeah. It would. Maybe... What if we did? I'm trying to think of business ideas, Brian. Obviously, the OnlyFans meta is still really hot. You know, if we, what if we sponsored a naked yoga OnlyFans brought to you by Lulz? And hmm, I'm trying to think how we get rich off of this, but I think there might be something there. 
Yeah. Well, considering no one wants to see us naked, that's a problem. That I know of, yeah. Kadarius yeah. Tony, Zodiac sign. <laughs> yeah, what does it say? Aquarius. Aquarius, okay. Yeah. Does that do anything for you? No, oh, it does a lot for me. <laughs> Real. <laughs> I mean, once I heard that, now I'm extremely bullish. Extremely. It says he's 23. Is that right? Yeah, he's a young pup. Wow. Second year uh, wide receiver. Huh. It just feels like he's been in the league for longer because he's had a lot of drama associated with him. What does our resident Chiefs fan think of this trade? Davis uh, Maddock? Davis Maddock. Oh, he's called it one of the best days of his life already. <laughs> he already ranked it in the Discord. It was like his wedding day, the day that Sammy Watkins uh, had a 70-yard run in the Super Bowl, the day he got his dog, and this was fourth. This was fourth on the greatest day of his life. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I'll tell you what got snubbed on there. Uh, actually, we know the worst day of his life was when his Tyler Hero top shot moment sold for 30K. That was the, actually the worst day. Yeah. that yeah. Remember he complained, too, about selling his uh, Hero. Uh, yes. Guy buys a house off a of top shot. <laughs> oh, my goodness. God, would I love to be able to buy a house off a of top shot because uh, – I didn't have any gains to use uh, when I bought my house, so that, that would have been nice to have some Tyler, Tyler Hero money in the bank. Uh, his horoscope looks pretty good, I got to say, for him. So um, looks like okay. it was a good trade. There you go. That's my that's my decision. That's my thorough investigation of the Tony trade. Yeah. Um, Magnus says, do you want to be replaced by robots? Because that's how you get replaced by robots. I mean – Brian and I are both very busy. If we could just keep this show afloat with robots, I think I we're think all going to be in the pod there. anyways, eventually. Yeah. So um, I did see a AI. I think I saw this. I was, I was meaning to look it up to see if I could find it for us. And uh, I haven't, I haven't had time. I forgot. It was an a, um, art generator. I'm sure you've kind of seen some of these, like they'll yeah, generate yeah. art automatically for you, but for your, um, podcast like thumbnail things uh, okay and i'm like oh that could be kind of fun like we don't have to do anything but we could just type in whatever the joke was of the day and just type it in i like that idea yeah. i mean i, I think to... i'm thinking brian i i spend i spend too much of my lifetime making thumbnails i mean i'm pretty quick at them i have but even then i'm making i don't know nine or ten a week i think it ends up being <clears throat> the, the problem is I think the human, we're still at that human, you need the human inter, interaction still, you know, the human oversight level of these, this AI technology, because like, if I, so like I go through our like history, you know, you know, go on your YouTube and look at our stuff and like your real good thumbnails and clickbaity titles that like are, you know, but still they're clickbaity, but accurate enough where people won't yeah. call you out. Like it can double or triple our normal views. It's crazy. I will say, I don't want to pat myself on a bat, on the back, but I do think I do a good job with titles. I think I deliver, like you said, on the clickbait. I don't think I, I have ever put something in that wasn't... Maybe sometimes I put it in as the title before the show, and then we don't end up talking yeah. about it, yeah. but I always change it after the show. Um, but that's not just, your fault. I mean... No, no. Some people get... What was it? Oh, yeah. One time we put, like, PGA plays in, and they forgot to talk about it or something. <laughs> people were upset about that. I've just gotten lots of practice because I've I've written hundreds of them now for the newsletter too, which is same deal, and then hundreds and hundreds of of YouTube <laughs> titled videos. So it's just uh, I have too many clickbait reps at this point. What I, what I think this was for is that little logo you get on your podcatcher for audio podcasts. Okay. I don't know if you ever noticed this, but some guys actually change them every show, and so uh, I I kind of don't like that personally because I like to know what the logo looks like because I just want to go to my favorite ones. Okay, they're not in. Then I'll go to my backups. Okay, they're not in. What is this? And I'll click it. That's how I do it anyways. And so like my if my favorite one's constantly changing the logo, I actually have to look real closely at my my phone to see if they released something yet. 
Yeah, because there's two there's two sides to that, right? Like on YouTube thumbnails, you want to avoid what they call pattern blindness, where all of them look the exact same. And then you think naturally, subconsciously, I've already seen that video, even though that might not be the case. So if you're doing that, but I agree with you for podcasts. And this is same with going through a Twitter feed when I don't like it when people change their profile pic a lot. I like the immediate pattern recognition of like, oh, I know that's a Brian tweet versus you see a new photo and then your mind has to go, who is that from? What did it say? Like, so I, I do, uh, it's a fine line. It depends what, what your goal is. I think if it's going to like in a pod feed or on your Twitter feed, that's going to people who already have subscribed or opted in to what you're doing. And so you just want to make it immediately recognizable for them. But if you're doing it like on YouTube where you're trying to reach a different audience, then you actually want the eye-catching thing that feels new and fresh. Yeah, I mean, it de and it definitely works if you do it right. Um, I th and I also think even us old geezers, I see, are starting to like soften on it and just go like, you got to do it. You know, you look yeah. at ETR's headlines and stuff. Like, I doubt you know Levitan or Silva really want those head you know exact specific ones sometimes. Yeah. But they don't care. I bet they don't even care anymore. Who cares? No one cares. Well, <laughs> even even I think Levitan had a reference on his solo pod where he like filmed a reaction video to it must have been like the James Robinson trade. Like it is Honda Pilot like driving his kids from soccer practice because it's like does does Adam actually want to be spending his time doing that? But the job demands that uh, you got to get your instant reaction videos out if you run a major fantasy tout site. So there's you know there's elements of the job that uh, you just got to do. I, I do think a lot of this stuff will be automated eventually. This is all new. This is all new, new medium still like people in the individual content creators and all this stuff. So people got to get these tools out to people like you. And eventually they'll, eventually they'll, they'll make some stuff. I don't think they'll just be replacing Pete. You know, there'll be a robot Pete uh, running, you know, seven shows a week, but. Well, the thing is now, right. The, there's so many, I mean, you can just use fantasy specifically. It's so saturated. There's a million different voices, but you know, the whole, the selling point ends up being, I want to hear Levitan's take on this trade. I want to hear his spin. It's not that he's going to necessarily tell you information you can't hear anywhere else, but it's like, I like what, how he filters this information, how he presents it. Like, I think that's ultimately what people respond to, right? You can go get it anywhere, but it's what are the vibes? What are the style, the packaging that I enjoy receiving it in? I think they can take your, they could like, if you have enough, like Joe Rogan, you have enough content, they could yeah. take the, uh, uh, all, everything you say and like kind of figure it out. Like they could do with music. They could like recreate, like give a, create a song. That's like a classical song based on Mozart. And they could just like make it up now. I bet they'll be able to eventually do that with, with like takes with people who have done tons. Like this is, this is a Levitan style. AI, uh, oh, what yeah. is that? Deep fake. I bet they'll be able yeah. to do that. Well, I could, and I could do that, right? Like for my friends or people who have like strong voices, like I could write up copy of Adam Levitan's reaction to something. I could write up Davis. Like I could write up Davis's reaction to the Kadarius Tony <laughs> thing. And it would probably be pretty close, you know, like my, yeah. my, uh, my own version of Pete, uh, Davis AI. I could do a copy for him for like sci-fi shows probably, but I know exactly yeah. what he's going to say almost every time. Um, you know, skip Bayless too. Like somebody like that, like, come yeah. on, you could AI that guy in like five seconds, like, and everyone would well, believe it. Have you seen the thing? So the hack that I think Andrew Tate started it and then like Mr. Beast has now been doing it. And, I don't know if you, I'm guessing you don't spend any time on TikTok, but there's this meta right now of podcast clips. And, you know, it's always just a clip of people in a studio, you know, at their mic, you normally will have the subtitles. Um, they're normally like very short clips. They, they get you where it's almost like 10 to 15 seconds and it'll be like a nice clever line or like a joke or a really interesting point. And then it like cuts off. But these podcasts now, they go on a podcast and then they just get sprayed all over because people upload the clips from these TikToks, the Rogan podcast, the Mr. Beast. He just did, he basically was hacking this idea of like, he goes on these big podcasts and then knowing that these clips are going to get sprayed out like everywhere. And it's not even the sites or the podcasts themselves that are publishing them. It's fans that are then uploading these clips and sharing them, knowing they're going to get traction right. from them because it's Mr. Beast and it's a big name it's just like this crazy phenomenon now of like clip hacking on tiktok 
Hmm. I've noticed more Rogan clips on YouTube popping up from which I don't think are his channels. Yeah. Although I can't tell. And they're getting more views because they it, that used to happen in the old Rogan days because um, he they would like do the show live and guys would clip the show live and release it on their channel. So like right yeah. after we, like right now we've done whatever minutes they'd have like five of them up already on their own channels like but just stealing Ro- Rogan shit. That's why he stopped going going live. Yeah. Um, and with with his contract. uh you know, making him exclusive to Spotify, it like that's a lot more incentive for these guys to do pieces of him because you know who's who's on Spotify all the time. You know, like I mean, I know some people are, but I'm not. So like, I don't mind watching five minutes of Dave Chappelle, him talking to Chappelle or Mr. Beast or whatever. Like that's fine. That's enough. That's enough for me. And if I really like it, then maybe I'll go to Spotify. I was gonna say I have I I I uh, very much enjoy uh, my TikTok scrolling. It is uh, it's very addictive, and I am I like seeing all the the podcast clips. You kind of keep your finger on the pulse, what people are talking about, stuff like that. Interesting thoughts. But to your point, I have not been compelled yet to go and subscribe to a podcast and download like the full episode of being like, oh, I heard this snippet here. I want to go hear this full conversation. Like I'm just completely at peace with it being like these micro little bites. And I actually have no interest in the full long form version. This is just like a whole new meta for marketing and like even polling, you know, with the election around the corner here. And like, I see these polls. It's like, you guys, you you have no clue you're talking about. I I interviewed for a polling job, believe it or not, back when I was working in, in that world. And, um, uh, and, and fun, you know, funny, funny enough, at the time, I didn't actually have enough stats and data uh, in my background, which is what I had to learn all that for for DFS. But you know what you're saying? You're not going to go get back into polling now that uh, you have the. the I, I actually wouldn't mind. Better. That would be something I would be interested yeah. in. But like doing it my way, not their way. I didn't like the way they were doing it because like they were still using phones and stuff and like all this old school stuff. It's like this is not like I know TikTok voters are probably not voting, honestly, at a high percentage. But like even I see um, John Stossel's website, uh, bettingelectionodds.com. I'm sure a lot of people have checked it out. It's it like aggregates all the uh, like predicted and the offshores that have American politics, and then converts the odds. I think he adjusts for VIG now. I don't think he knew what VIG was when he first started that site. But like those markets are so they're not liquid. They're not mm-hmm. you know they're not super liquid. They're not. The limits aren't very high. There's no American markets, which I think is kind of a disservice to people. They might as well just have it oh, illegal in America and everywhere in America because get these markets as big as inaccurate as possible because it's more information for people to determine what they're going to do. Um, but like, how do you do polling now? Like, th- do you think they, those guys know about this like TikTok phenomenon? You know, these little, like small little things that. Like, I just don't see how accurate uh, a lot of this stuff could be. Right. It's it's like going back to our GPP ownership thing of trying to, you essentially do polling to figure out what is going to set the exposure market and how inexact that kind of stuff is of where sentiment and steam is coming from. There's no, there's no, um, I mean, I do think if you made ownership uh, like a public market where people actually bet on it, and yeah. the limits got high enough in that, you know, someone was actually cared about, you know, a margin and winning there, like a sports book. I think you could, you could dial in ownership pretty yeah. lot, like especially NFL and like PGA, things like more that MMA where you have more time to like sharpen the market. NBA is a little different because LeBron can get ruled out at any minute. And then that just flips, flips to slate on its head as some say, but uh, like, like these, the the betting elections Kubert saying they're like inefficient and it's like that's my point is like they're 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 like who's making a living betting on predict it right and that's important because that's actually who moves the lines at these books it's you know it's not just everyday Joe's betting a hundred dollars they don't care they never move the line they want to find out who Rufus and Spanky and blah 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 are betting and then they they move them but you like why spend your your time on on pro, uh, projecting elections when you could get down like, you know, eight grand or something, which is a lot for normal people, but it's not a lot to make your life, your livings on. Go ahead. 
No, no, I was going to say, yeah, because if it, like you said, if it got, the market got big enough, then you could justify spending your time on it. Like someone like Rufus with something like NFL and Super Bowl props or whatever, like he knows the time investment is worth it based on how much money he can get down. But even if you had an edge, like it, it, your, your hourly rate probably ends up being awful in some of these niche markets. Yeah. I mean, you, you probably, it's still probably worth it. I've never really done it, but I, I imagine I saw, um, who's the poker guy who does, uh, he's got a YouTube channel. Hanson, I think his name is, um, Bart, oh, Bart, I, Bart, Bert or Bart. Yeah. I know who Bart, you're I about. think. Yeah. He, I think he said he got like 50,000 down or maybe, maybe more on the last election that that also is a presidential so i imagine you could probably get your limits a little higher on those not these midterms um not that like you know let's say it's 20 grand you know that's still a ton of money to get down from most people uh but i they have to make it bigger they have to let americans run and you know put it in those sports books and let everyone buy it and then you could probably know who's going to be elected in these smaller races pretty accurately yeah that would that would certainly be interesting to have that real time feedback loop coming in um, yeah. while well, elections like, are going. Like um, when Hillary lost to Trump, even all the prediction, all the uh, sports betting markets had her as like a seventy four percent favorite. I think yeah. they were they were like five or six points more accurate than the actual pollsters. Um, but like that's way off. Where like that, I know in football anyone could win. But like it's not polling's not like that. Like people aren't like the vast majority of people aren't like deciding who they're going to vote for the day of. So like you should have like a fairly certain idea of who's going to win come election day. And being that far wrong, the, like this is my my opinion anyways. Like it's yeah. like okay, this is a super inefficient inefficient market. But I'm like this is like we're kind of far off the path here. But like that's what made me think of this like TikTok thing. Is there's so many new you know, ways that people consume and competing sources and stuff. And if you look at like the ratings for like CNN and MSNBC, like they get like, like, like their big shows get like 900,000 views. And it's like, that's yeah. Squat. That's squat. And Pete and, and um, a side note, PGA uh, t- went off today. Um, Like that's another thing with that, like these kind of like uh, legacy, sports organizations are falling behind too because like pga is the perfect example their coverage is so boring and lame and they don't even broadcast certain events there's no nba nba doesn't have like a red zone product yet uh you know like who do you think is going to watch these things five years from time? you're competing against all these new content creators like you gotta do something right I'm glad you brought up uh, NBA. I'm curious. I know uh, back uh, in the swing of things for NBA DFS, are you are you playing cash? Are you just playing tournaments? Are you all in again? What what's your deal? I'm playing everything on Yahoo, so cash there and um, just tournaments on DK. Um, you, you, you said NBA, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, in the, I'm doing. I'm winning so far this year, but like the. Uh, I took second in the big one, so on Tuesday, like three the three thousand, the first three thousand dollar buy in one they had. I didn't take second. I'm sorry, I took third. And it's uh, like it's like you gotta win those. <laughs> it stinks when you don't when you take a second or a third or a seven. Yeah. Um it's you know, like the stuff where it's just like your guy needs to make one bucket and the other guy needs to his team needed to miss a bucket, and you can't control that at all. You just gotta give yourself as many shots as you can, but like so, like last night I took second in the fadeaway in the late slate. The first place was fifty grand. Second was uh, thirteen. So it's like or ten. It was ten. I mean, maybe it was ten in my total take oh, gotcha. from that turn was thirteen. I can't remember, but anyways, it was yeah. a big drop. And I and it's like, well, maybe I split it. I split second, but okay. either way. Um, you guys, just, and that was probably a bucket, probably one bucket. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so I take it if you're playing, you th- you think cash on DraftKings is dead, but still some meat on the bone on Yahoo. I would assume it's not dead for me, probably because I'm not going to pay attention that much for those intricacies needed to to win NBA cash. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming some people can still beat it. 
I mean, me, I mean, I, pr- I probably could if I really wanted to, but I don't want to spend that much time. And like tonight, six thirty, so six thirty tip off tonight, and then showdown seven fifteen, right? So <laughs> it's tough to like get all that in, get both those sports in, and then what if there's a a, a guy ruled out after six thirty NBA? You know, it's it's a pain in the ass to to handle to handle NBA late swap. So the uh yeah what we were we were gonna we asked uh i think we're gonna try to get steve on here one of these days the goose saying to colts uh on an absolute nba heater who's on who's on more of a heater right now ricky d or de colts ricky d <laughs> come on now <laughs> so ricky what he shipped the what millie and what was it the 333 or the 444 uh was it four, four, four. and then was like had what multiple top lineups on the showdown for bears. Yeah. He took first in the two, 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 uh, the, the, the 55. So, and I think he, I think I'm right on that. And first in the, in the, in the half a million. He, he split that one though. What a loser. Wow. Can you imagine, imagine splitting? I mean, do better, Ricky, make better lineups, bud. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll have to get, uh, the Colts on here too, but I mean, Ricky was, uh, he was, I think he had his usual tweet too, of, uh, telling people that they, uh, they don't actually have to play NBA DFS that they're, I assume for a lot of grinders, there's this like, well, it's NBA season. This is what I always do. But Ricky has says he, uh, quit and has never looked back to, uh, play. Yeah. NBA DFS. I want him to convince guys who are break even <laughs> or better to quit. So I appreciate his public service. You want him to convince uh, DeColtz and Petty Theft and yeah, guys, to guys you don't need to play DFS. Listen to Ricky D. Come on, <laughs> Petty Theft. Life is more important than your stupid NBA DFS. Okay, just yeah. give it up, though. Yeah, um, yeah. And I heard, it, I have heard lots of people saying that they're not enjoying uh, NBA DFS cash games. Seeing a lot of people go more the props avenue too for you know picking off some of those those early lines even this week for me for football the past couple of weeks i've gotten more heavy into attacking some of these early underdog lines um because it's like it's a funner exercise for me than playing cash games anyways and, and probably more profitable oh cash games yeah. yeah yeah um and yeah the the tool actually does work for nba by the way too so if anyone on underdog and prize picks and super draft draft kings Use upload, stochastic, ETR, whatever your own shit doesn't matter, and overlay it, and just you pick your. And apparently, I haven't put much time into it, but they're pretty, pretty beatable. It sounds like. Um, and on some of the other ones, those kind of like tournament structure ones, I guess the overlay is, is really good. And if so, if you're someone who's gonna like, willing to put in cash game time, that's probably a much easier way to get your. Yeah, <laughs> grind your one point seven percent edge or whatever your NBA would be at this yeah. point. I've uh, if for any of you guys who are YouTube members are interested for if you're in the hand builder and opto bro tier, get you access to my Sunday AM crams. But one thing I've been doing is posting the best lines on Underdog, doing basically what Brian's describing and comparing them against early projections because there's only a few projection sets that are actually out late Tuesday, early Wednesday, yeah. and then just moving really quickly on those before the lines get changed. So have been doing that for subscribers uh, who are YouTube members of that channel. If you guys want access to that on uh, on Wednesdays and also obviously recommend the Brick Caddy tool if you have your own projection set that uh, you want to upload and, and compare against those. You know, and let, let me say something too on this, um, the like the, the shrinking of DFS kind of, as sports betting is getting more and more legal, like this is kind of a trend people are talking about, and, and some in, you know industry guys are seeing that less there's like a twenty percent drop in DFS users moving over to play um, sports betting. I think there's like a couple things there. One is like we're saying right now, there's bonuses and prize picks and these kind of easier uh, ways to make money. But eventually, they're doing that a lot of that just to get you to sign up, so they get this big user base. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're kind of giving they're giving away money. You know, you know this, Pete, obviously. And so, like, once that dries up, though, I'm not sure. Like, it 
it might go back. They might go back to DFS, right? When they're not just getting free reload bonuses and thousand dollar free bets, you know, probably maybe like these prize picks or whatever will up their odds on the parlays or whatever. You know, who who knows? I don't know what's going to happen. But like those users could go back uh, to, yeah. to DFS. It's just you know, it's free money right now. It, it is interesting. There was a conversation in that the hand builders and OptoBros channel in my Discord, and even just observing my own college buddy friends. And I've never been able to get them in on DFS. Can't even get them to do like a, a best ball draft. But they will tail any slip I post in our group chat. Like they'll just snap tail. They're like, "Oh, I have a sweat." And I do think there is something to that. It requires so little mental energy. Yeah. And you have it, whereas like the time needed to do a draft versus, I mean, the time needed to hand build a good DFS lineup. I mean, it's like, sure, you you can do it very quickly, but to do it well, like you need to invest a decent amount of time. And I, I do think there will always be something appealing to just basically zero effort for people with with betting in those slips. And, the, and then the second thing, I'd like your opinion on this. So I talk about how... Um, you know, there's le- the legislation that allowed DFS to become legal in the first place, and the states eventually codified it. What, like, part of that said that you have to guarantee prize pool before and can't yeah. change it. Now, there's like a double edged sword with that. So, once they guarantee it, they might be wrong and you get overlay. That's good, obviously, right? But they might not launch as many GPPs and tournaments or make get, get them as big as they can you know, because they cap them incorrectly or they're just, they're risk averse and don't want to lose money. I think that would be a good step. And tell me if I'm wrong. So I want to hear your opinion on it. Like for something for them to lobby, to change that at the federal level, to make it where they don't have to guarantee possible. So what would happen, it would suck for us as DFS players because we lose a lot. We would lose a lot of overlay opportunities. Not all of them, but a lot. But they're drying up anyways is my argument. And I'd rather have these companies incentivized to make easy money off of DFS so they could keep advertising it like sports books because they're guaranteed a profit on sports book. So let's change that law. So they're guaranteed a profit on DFS too. So they don't have to worry about being right or wrong, you know, a thousand, two thousand, five thousand different players, whether they make money on that. And then they could just make as many tournaments as they want because it doesn't matter if you go, if and you could fill, you could keep filling it so they can make it, let's say 50 K to first. And then as more and more players any enter, they'll like, okay, now it's 100K because there's so many people in here. Yep. And it was just like poker, just like the poker days. And they could be guaranteed on everything they create. And it'll be another incentive for them to pump some more money back into DF, DFS. It would be huge for them, right? Because it would take out any risk of, like you said, eating money with overlay. And potentially, if there ends up being this fun game and all this everyone, all this interest, and people are just piling on entries into a millie maker that could literally turn into a two two millie maker on a random Thursday, just because there's so much attention or intrigue, then that's more money that they're able to rake. Um, and, and that's what that's how like the uh, the Sunday millions for the poker used to be, right? It was just reactive to how many people wanted to enter it, then the prize pool gets restructured accordingly. Mm-hmm. And then you'd see like yeah. alerts in two plus two. Oh, the, the Sunday millions up to some enormous amount this week. It's just a bunch of people are playing. So it'd go even higher. And like, because we don't want, I mean, it sucks. We want overlay obviously, but we also want DFS to, you know, flourish. Right. And so like, they need to be incentivized too, as the business owners. So like, we're gonna we would and and how much overlay are we gonna have anyways, you know, two years from now, three years from now? So like uh I, I could see a lot of people getting being pissed off at that recommendation, honestly, Pete. But I I think it's probably for the best long term to just see if they can get rid of that law. No yeah. one cares anymore, anyways, right? Like it's legal in almost every state. And then then they could treat DFS as this guaranteed court, you know, so on their quarterlies. They have like they know what they're gonna get from DFS. Yeah. They know how much money their investors will be, you know, more likely to invest in the product and all sorts of things like that. Um, how the, I mean, that? and I could be wrong here, I but that's my my idea. Let me let me play devil's advocate, even because I I would personally like to see that. How would that change your strategy though for a showdown contest where obviously dupes are an issue and the field is changing dynamically? Like, what's a good lineup at two hundred thousand entries is much different than five hundred thousand entries. I okay. 
I didn't even think of that. I flip flopping. I don't want them to change anything. <laughs> I thought that's what I thought. It's a horrible idea. We need that overlay, Pete. Keep that law the same. These dirty lobbyists are trying to screw you people. Um, can you imagine making your plus EV light up and you're looking at your sub five estimated dupes and then you check in back in an hour and it's, you know, projected to be duped 25 times. It's yeah, three times the entrance because they all enter in the last five minutes and I don't have time to change. Oh yeah. my God, that would suck. Yeah. So <laughs> like <laughs> now I'm thinking ahead, we'd probably eventually it would stabilize. And even though there's only, let's say a hundred thousand entries, I know normally it'll be like between 150 and 180 and I would just prepare for it before yeah. and like this is a probably but that that was that was hilarious yes you're right i i, I did not <laughs> even fucking think of that that would that would fuck me up a bit i know yeah i mean i think it'd be a little bit less of a big deal for for a main slate you know like i think you'd probably still be able to act you know kind of accurately uh and you just Wait, don't have to worry about it but the showdown like would be a nightmare <laughs> Yeah, for me it would be yeah i didn't think of that at all now now i'm happy with the way it is as long as dfs <laughs> doesn't completely die but like there there also was this cat and mouse game for the poker sites remember pete like they would have like um you know they would do they would have overlay because they still know that the users want the guaranteed prize pool like yeah. they want the big prize so like if you put the millie maker instead of a million to first you put it at twenty five thousand dollars, right? Just so they know for sure they're not going to lose any money. They would lose a ton of money because not no one would enter, right? It would have to organically people just randomly join that one to build it up to a million. So they still have to put a guaranteed minimum there to entice people, yeah. and so it, there still would be a little overlay, and they would still be doing these guaranteed prize pools. Um, at least in my opinion, I, I would assume it would go the same way. So yeah. I think it's it's just overall, like leaving my personal process aside for a second, I think um, it would probably be be better off. Actually, that would be, you know, Pete, that would be better for uh, recreational players too because, like you said, it would screw up the pros a little bit for judging dupes and shit and, like, give them a better shot. Level the playing field? A little yeah. bit for a while, but probably not for too long. Who knows? They always adjust. Right, because you would eventually you'd probably have enough data to estimate what the final size would be. And That's then what be I would do, probably. Yeah. I have to think about it. Obviously, I didn't think of that for my suggestion. So you were uh I did see you, you were uh I, I know it was a bit on Twitter, but you were looking at Ricky D's exposures for his <laughs> Monday night football here. Were you what, how do you do you think his uh how do you think he got on such a, a bears heavy thing do you think this was a little ikb here is this his sims putting him on it because you were he was definitely way overweight what most people were on the bears i i, I have no idea i'm i'm assuming um since he had santos too there was um there must there must have been something in there i mean that that like gets you pretty contrarian automatically without having to like drop your salary and projection so low. I mean, I don't know what his Sims are telling. It's probably something like that. Uh, my, I'd be interested in honestly, like what he did with Mac Jones and what the salary of the bears and Santos and stuff were, because if that, that zap news came at like seven Oh seven. So like eight Oh seven year time. That's yeah. when I thought. Yep. And so there was only five minutes left. I was already downstairs. Turn, you know, I had my TV on. I had like getting ready to watch like Game of Thrones because I missed it on Sunday or something. And I'm like, eh, fuck it. Hopefully this guy's wrong. <laughs> Hopefully Schefter's wrong. I think it was Schefter, whoever it was. And uh, I didn't change the damn thing. But if you saw that at like 710 or something, you could theoretically just go, well, fuck it. Swap Mac Jones to somebody. And then there'd be lineups that it didn't work. And then you then you go swap him to somebody else. And then there'd be a few lineups that didn't use. So you just like swap them to Montgomery. And then there's a bunch that didn't work. Okay, give me the Bears. Okay, that didn't yeah. work. Okay, Santo. You know, I'm not saying that's what he did, but um uh and and he left him like he left with 1.3. Uh usually that is like what the sim tells you. Like, and uh, you know, this is this is my my opinion. Like if you go, if you are doing and using an optimizer and you're not using like this kind of full process and you get 1.3% of a guy, just X amount right. because the Sims saying like this, these few lineups in this specific combination are still plus EV, even yeah. though you're way under the ownership. Um, it sounds like I got delivery or something, but um, the uh, 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 so like, but if you're using an optimizer, just X amount. 
But if you're using your full process of sim, you leave it, you leave them in, obviously. So um, maybe this was just everything you spit out before before even the zap news. But yeah. that's the only other thing I think of is the zap news came out and he's just like, okay, swap, swap. He's at dinner or something. Swap, swap, swap. Fuck it. It's showdown. I just want a million yesterday. I do not care. <laughs> I'm curious. So I actually had uh, I had a good night on showdown on Monday night as well. I was a Herbert touchdown away from shipping the big $3 one. Um, ended up finishing like 20th or whatever with a, with, with a few dupes. But like the way what I've been using are the run the Sims um, thing. And then I run Sims on various scenarios like bear. So one of the scenarios I obviously ran was a bears blowout, which, you know, ended up being what hit. And I went and looked. And of course my, that lineup came from my bears blowout scenario. And then I'm looking for lineups that don't project for a lot of dupes within those various scenarios that I run. But I'm curious here too, like it, what do you like your pro like if I'm because I'm basically trying to replicate like your full scale process, but like piecing it together with the Sims and trying my alternate inputs is yours. Do you think capturing or say what Ricky's doing? Like say, I guess what I'm trying to say is this, like I'm grabbing scenarios from various game things and finding the best lineups within those scenarios versus if I just picked one scenario, Hey, bears blow them out and then run all of my lineups from that scenario. Is your process closer to that or to the way I did it? I think I don't know which one it's closer to, but like because you for your process, I would say like you have to find out how are you finding out what is the good alternative scenarios. Like what are the plus? Is the Bears blowout the the good alternative scenario that's plus EV? And so that's kind of what a full sim process does is right. it goes through all these iterations and compares these interactions and then goes like oh yeah you should go so like. You know, I was pretty close to him on a lot of this stuff, except for that that bears that bears shoot. And when he does one point three percent Mac Jones, like of course that would change a ton of my stuff if I did that. Um, but like, I'm not guessing at I I like I I like the thought though. Obviously, we've talked about that strategy before. Is if you don't have the whole bottom up approach, well, what do you you have to kind of guess. Yeah, and then okay, if if the Bears win, I know uh, automatically this is going to be contrarian, and so like you're going to be duped less. Right. And then what are the best lineups in that scenario? Yeah, enter, <laughs> enter, or you probably do like fifty of those, then fifty from another, and fifty from another, or something. What do you do? Right. Well, that's my thing. So like, say I'm playing, I'm running like the base level sim, which is based off of the implied totals, how Vegas, how the public thinks the game is going to go. I'm still looking for lineups that are going to be unique within that set, but I'm probably sacrificing more projected points in those scenarios to get to a unique lineup versus if I play the outlier game scenario, I'm probably sacrificing less projected points while also getting in unique lineups and constructions. And so I've been just kind of chopping them every which way. And I'm kind of, you know, again, you don't want to be reactive to stuff that just happened, but I'm like, maybe I should just forget the baseline assumption one and pick a few of the outlier ones that I think are going to be the path of least resistance and focus on those. Right. That's kind of what I was like describing with looking at his lineups where, um, you know, if the Bears do win, then you're going to want a decent amount of them because they're going to win in this fashion. And they, they they didn't really win in that fashion, by the way. <laughs> like, their Bears D. Um, they, put, they played pretty decent. Santos did get some points, though, didn't he? Didn't he get at he least did. a couple field goals? He, he, was, he was in the optimal, I believe. Yeah, he was. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, like, what I, you know, one of the things that, for me, not having my own process, like, getting to use the uh, the simulator on Run the Sims, you know, it just defaults to the implied team total for the Ravens, and so I can do yeah. stuff like, all right, this game's a push, but what if what if it's the, the box winning, you know, by 20, you know, and just yeah. changing these, and then knowing, all right, just based on these simple inputs, and you can go in and fiddle with the rush rate and some of that if you want to. I don't like to mess with it too much but just naturally here i know that these custom lineups which are going to be obviously all five one bucks on slots in this scenario like most of the field outside of like sim process bros are probably not going to be attacking it this way that yeah i like it I, like that's uh just thinking like i said you do like 50 of those 50 from a different scenario 50 from a different scenario you know actually do more than that and then put them all in excel and then um Remove duplicates. Yep. 
you might get the same ones. That's what and I do. Yeah. Take your 150, pop it in. It's it. Yeah. Um, and, it can't be that bad. Yeah, and the nice thing too, I, I like aggregating ownership from a few places, but Run the Sims does put in. They have their own ownership provider, which gets you you know close enough. Um, and then they do spit out your product own here. And this is another fun thing too. If you can just gauge, so look at the product owns like on some of these top lineups. You know, sub fifty product own here. And then if I go and run like the baseline assumption sim, I'm gonna bet that the top lineups have a much higher um product on here we'll see if i'm right see almost all of them oh let me scroll over maybe i won't be right this but is yeah, another see, way look at these all over 100 product own because it's the more default assumption in this look at look at that first one look at tucker as captain this, and kicker oh my goodness that and that doesn't happen that often with a sim it'll happen oh, no. a lot with an optimizer but not with a sim yeah, Justin Tucker here, the ninth most frequented, uh, of course, uh, Justin Tucker rocking the captain there. This is another way, too, Pete, if you go back to the inputs, I think, section, yeah. where when I, I, I mentioned, like, how do you know? Okay, who's 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 the chalk running back tonight? Edwards, probably? Yeah, you and that's the nice thing here. You can see what, you know, Justin's oh, default Fournette. market Fournette share. Has to be, oh, right. Fournette, yeah, yeah, on the okay. box for sure. So, like, okay, how do you know? Let, let's, let's say this was a classic slate because it's a little hard on showdown, but, like, how do you know Fournette is worth 28% ownership or not? You're just guessing. You're completely, you know, most people anyways, the vast majority of people, they're just guessing. They're like, nah, that's high. I'm going to go under it. Fournette, yeah. he he's uh he was overweight in in, in preseason. I'm gonna go under it, you know. Like the astrology stuff starts creeping in, and then you either fade them or you go over them, but you don't really know how. Here you could just go, okay, what if Fournette blows, and just move his market yeah. share down, uh, or TD rate down or whatever those uh, all of them are in there. Yeah, and then and then run it. You know, don't go crazy. You know, yeah. drop it like 25% or something. And be like, oh, he's still in all my top 150. Like, yeah. okay, then he's probably good chalk. But if you drop him by like 5% and he drops out of like half of them, like, okay, maybe he's a little, he, maybe he's on the cusp. And I, maybe this might be a good guy to fade. You could just tinker with that to yeah. test who's your chalk guy, who's your not chalk guy. And this was, again, we didn't have a lot of time with that Schefter report on Monday, but say this was the Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi thing, you could come in here and adjust Brady's market share. You could say, hey, if, if Belichick isn't full of shit and this is a 50-50 for the passing and then see what the lineup spit out with how much Zappi, how much Mac Jones, you're probably getting very little Mac Jones in that scenario. It's, again, just the way to yeah. check the math against your own personal assumptions there. That's a... Exactly. You could go like, okay, I think Schefter bullshits a lot. I'm going to put just 10% chance just 10. that, yeah, like 90-10. What is, does that, oh, holy shit, now Mac Jones is only in 5% of my lineups. Maybe right. uh, maybe I should just get, get him out of it. Or maybe he was just like great value, and at 9-10, he's still in there. You know, so like, it, you could only do this on showdowns, unfortunately. Yeah. But this is an exact, exactly how I would test whether it's good chalk or, or bad chalk. I mean, you still have to build good lineups. and all. Yeah. There's more to it than that. But people are always focused yeah. on ownership in those specific examples. And and like I, I always say people are astrology bros. They're just guessing and making shit up that they read in these, you know, all the content out there. But this actually well, and tests. That, and that's what I like too. You mentioned too of like you can almost stress test chalk. So like just as an example here. So in the default sim, Leonard, let's, let's see who has the highest – flex rate here i don't want to use a quarterback let's use let's just use um leonard fournette here flex rate at 42 percent. and i see the chat talking about rashad white i love rashad white too let's say this is the game he really eats in and that this is more of a 50 50 split here so yeah i wish you could i do wish i know you can't i wish you could just yeah. make it where the running backs suck balls somehow you know so like well, obviously if, if you I give it all to scores, white he's gonna pop a ton yeah there you, yeah but then that that messes with the wide receivers and stuff. We're just trying to True. test a B test specific players, but it doesn't matter. Do, do what you're going to do with Fournette here. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just going to see like, so it's right now at 60 31, you know, let's see if, so what does that add up to uh 99? So if I were to give, um, let's just get it closer. Let's do like 50 49 for the market share there. And then we can, let's chop off three here. 
and add yeah. three here to the oops. It's too big. Keyshawn uh, wants salary solo. If he was like two grand, you could give him five or ten percent. He wouldn't ruin it. But yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, what did I do with my math here? I messed up my math. This is the one problem here. Uh, yeah, it should like auto fill the the remaining guys like proportionally. Yeah. Wait, I should hang on. Sorry, guys. My math is now uh, struggling here. Seven point five. Just I did that right. Is that not right? Yeah, that's not. Not right, right? Hang on here. <laughs> um, God damn it. This the 49's right there. Okay. I, why, where, why is my math not I think it's your market on share on the uh, receiving. Receiving? Yeah. It should be 9.4? Why, why am I doing my math wrong? This is... I want to take three away, so well, that would take down too, to four. Four too high now, too. He's 60. Yeah, I know. That one just reset. I'm going to send oh, okay. this one back to 50. And then this one goes to 49. And I was giving him three. Shouldn't this be 10.5? What am I missing? 10.4 and then 7.5. They make Fournette 7.5, right? Okay. Just reverse them? Yeah. All right, what this does not like it. Total market share cannot exceed 100. Well, fuck his receiving. Just do the rushing. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is uh, being proving to be harder than I wanted it to be. The point, however, let's just let's just do this rushing share. Let's say this gets closer here. I don't know why that math wasn't working out. It should be 10.5 and whatever. Um, what the fuck? Now this isn't okay. working. All right, <laughs> I'm tilted. I'm tilted here. I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> Uh, I, yeah, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Okay, there you go. Oh, it was the it was the rushing share because I wasn't factoring in fucking Tom Brady six percent rushing. Oh, share. duh. That's why. Thank you, chat. Um, so let's see here what he goes down from. So Fournette, see, this is where it's interesting to me. Fournette's flex rate didn't change much at all. He was at forty four, I think, right? Yeah, he Before went that? down a couple. Rashad White came up. A decent bit yeah but so this is like i like stress testing this and i did this with Taysom hill on the showdown slate the other night where i was like what if i give him even more of a market share of rushing even more because he yeah. was priced up he still was barely popping in the thing and it was like yeah. even if you give him outlier touches he still is not popping here so you truly need like right outlier touchdown variance for him to get there which of course can happen but it just helps kind of show is this still a good play or not? For sure. It works the exact, the opposite way too, where guys right. like overpriced, um, everyone knows it. Like, okay, but let's just see if he does, how much does he have to go off to make it worth it? And if yep. it's like two touchdowns and, you know, 80% of the share and yeah. to get him, uh, you know, to finally get him in some lineups, well, then he's probably just bad and everyone yeah. in the field's right and you should, you should lay off of him. Um, yeah. But like, you know, that's just like if you're, a, I think, A-B testing specific guys. I think your initial strategy is much better of yeah, playing out the game in certain scenarios, taking batches from those, and then making sure you don't have du uh, duplicates in your Excel sheet. Not, not talking about duplicates versus, you know, opponents in a GPP. Yeah. And so like, you know, this one is if you're playing it as a super low scoring game and you're, you'll of course see here, lots of Justin Tucker, lots of Ravens, you have double defense here. So it is just nice of, this was the thing that I was never able to do with an optimizer, right? Like I'm just never getting these correct game scenarios, right? Where it's able to factor in if this game comes in, you know, 20 points under the total, what's that impact to the overall scoring? Like an optimizer just can't capture that. You could also export this and then filter it like, you know, um, you know, some lineups will have the same projected points or in this, the frequency it wins, which is even way more information and way different ownership. So you could just delete the one and leave the other. Yep. Um, all right, Brian, as as uh, MJ said, far too many numbers on subbing. We're losing the people who came for the best plays. I think it's time for us to build uh a shipper here dude all right we got we're getting closer pete we are i we've i will say so the lineups i want to say maybe like two out of four 
of our lineups that we built on stream this year so far have have either cashed or had okay sweats at one point or another. At least two. At Much least. stronger record than uh, our previous showdowns, which were some of the worst lineups created on a public platform. Our uh, golf lineups have a truly horrendous track record. Yeah, they, but they were also like really bad, like because we were really trying to get no dupes, yeah, staying on brand. Uh, and, but they true. were like they had like no chance of winning. So the one the one piece of news that I do think could shake the Sims up tonight, Julio Jones is a game time decision. I know Run the Sims right now doesn't have him projected um, for any market share of receiving, but that is one name to keep an eye on here. Um, who do you want? Do you want to look to the stars, Brian? Do you have a captain for us? No, I'm uh, uh, I'm going back to running the Sims. I wanted to try something. <laughs> okay. Now, if anyone's got an astrology take though in the chat, let's let's hear it. Yeah do we do we have an astrology? We'll take uh, we'll take suggestions for captains here or a game flow scenario. Anyone want to see something insane? And this is uh, you know it's strange, Pete. You know this is like the. One of the biggest, if not the biggest, uh, showdown slate of all like the whole year, besides maybe the opening day. Did you notice that? I, I mean, I did see the one one hundred thirty-two thousand million up top. Why do you think that is? They got a million up top. They also have a three thousand million up top today. Three thousand yeah. entry. They got a full mid stakes one. Um, uh, maybe this is just their mid season. It's is it mid season? Close, close. Not really getting there. Yeah, getting there. Um, when I, I, so this, this suggestion by Vincent is what, when I was looking, so in the Sims, in the base Sim, Godwin had a 19% optimal captain rate and I'm seeing his average ownership around 11. Um, so he was looking like the best captain. Do you think, do the stars agree at what is Chris Godwin's, uh, horoscope looking like? Well, should we check? I think we should before we, before we cement this. Yeah, I guess we do have to check the captain's sign. He's a Pisces, Pete. Okay. Does that do anything for you? I, it sure does. It makes me feel <laughs> things I didn't know I was capable of feeling. It's a water <laughs> sign. Okay. All right. All right. It's because he's going to be splashing around in the end zone? Infor information that comes your way today could launch you into a search for truth, Pisces. I love how they talk to him by their name. Perhaps this is a new business-related idea that you want to explore. It could be a new philosophical interest, and you will want to learn as much as you can about it. Whichever it is, your mind is sharp. So you're likely Ooh. to finish the day a lot more knowledgeable than you were when it began, Pete. I like this. I, uh, I'm very much <laughs> on board with this. I do think we have to t we have to stack him with touchdown Tommy, right? If if Chris yeah, Thomas probably. Um, I mean, we yeah, we're 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 chalky here now, huh? We are. We're gonna have to start. We're gonna need some kind of galaxy brain, some kind of you yeah, know, lots of salary left on the table. I mean, here. we could. So there's a couple ways we could go two four. Yeah. Uh, we get us unique. We. Uh, I mean, I prefer you know obviously five one four twos. Do you know um, who also looks really good to me as far as popping in the Sims relative to ownership is Scotty Miller. 20% optimal Sim rate, only 4% average projected ownership right now. How do hmm. we feel about Scotty Miller's uh, sign here? I see that. Um, I mean, sure. <laughs> Why not? Okay. Um, Ooh, Joe says if we're doing horoscopes, Chris Godwin, who's number fourteen on a day with fourteen in the date. Wait, what? Wait, what is fourteen date numerology? Fourteen date. Where's the Where's the fourteen coming from? Isn't it today the twenty seventh? Fourteen on a day with fourteen date numerology. Hmm. hmm. I don't know if I'm tracking there. Not Not following that one. Um. All right. What we got to take one Raven. <sighs> At least, right. Yes, I'm putting in Scotty Miller. We definitely need one Raven. Ravens are lame. Oh, thank you for spelling it out to me. All digits add uh, up to 14. Wow. 
wow, my mind is officially blown. I'm, I still don't get it, but my mind is also blown. Yeah, I mean, everyone has their own methodology. I mean, if that's date numerology is what works for your process, and by all means. Also, yeah, stop making fun of me. It went over my head. Get out of here. Looks like it went over all of your head. Um, okay. <laughs> this who, show, this the, show is not about math, okay? Mm -mm. Clearly. So how about this one? How about a little Isaiah likely here? Uh, Mark Andrews, clearly not 100%. Didn't even catch a pass last week. Got to be extremely low ownership here. What do you think about Isaiah likely? Oh, let me look at his sign, Pete. He's an Please Aries do. like me. Mm. Um, and our ho oh, let's read our horoscope for today. Although you're usually very responsible, hmm, I don't know how true that is. And you try to keep the proper balance between your home and professional lives. Today, you mind and heart, your mind and heart are more focused on your home. Uh oh. A warm sense of unity with family and close friends can make for a very pleasant day and even more relaxed, more pleasant evening. All right. That means I'm, I'm probably going to win tonight, Pete. Even That's finishing up too. paperwork will seem easier than usual. Relax and enjoy a great evening. Mm. I love this. I love <laughs> this. So we have, we have 10, a little over 10K that we can spend on these last two, which means we basically can do whatever we want. What, whatever we want. Um, I'm just saying if we did do, if we jammed Lamar with likely, then we would probably want to do what? One more buck and leave, leave some salary on the table. I mean, even if you did for nay, um, you'd have uh, 1100 left. What do you think? How, how many times do you think this lineup is duped? Actually, let me look at my spreadsheet. What's Scotty Miller's ownership and likely they're, they're that's not a lot, right? I think it might be okay. I think it might be okay. How big how big is this contest here? It's huge. It's huge. The Millie? Yeah. It's probably 150,000. I didn't look. Okay. Um I'm looking at stochastic. Yep. We got Scotty Miller at oh that's his fantasy two point two points projected that's my kind of uh showdown guy though uh that that like one and two point range that's how you that's how you could win a million maker it uh let me see i'm gonna i put this in here so this contest is 132,000 i actually think this is gonna be okay i had 178 he's three percent likely nine percent yeah i have this projected for uh five Five dupes. Five dupes. That's that. That's right in the sweet spot. Okay. There we go. Ship it. That's a winner. I. But hopefully it's around. We have 158 people watching tonight. So there's going to be the five people who aren't watching that would just naturally algorithmically dupe us plus the 158 watching. So I'm projecting somewhere around around 160, 161 total dupes. Okay. So one million divided by 160. Yeah. That's how much is that? Six thousand two hundred fifty dollars. But that doesn't include the other prizes, right? I mean, we got to go down the. That's just the top prize, right? Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, although it's so top heavy, it's that. It's still, but it's still pretty much just that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know what, Brian? Nothing would make me happier than you know a, a seven thousand dollar shipper with uh with all of Lulz. Be great. Yeah, you've I, been uh, you've been dying to get on that first place millie winner list pete so. i know i've really i need i need to add it to my bio so bad um you're no problem 62.50 per there you guys go um brian anything else for you here today no i don't think uh oh mma on saturday again chase chase the dream hooper's fighting so this will be a is he really card. didn't he yeah. just fight no, it was, a, it was a while ago. Months, a few months ago, at least. Tell me, he, tell he me smoked what, that last guy. So, what happened with my guy Sean O'Malley? So he shouldn't have won the fight. That's what everyone said. I was gonna ask you. I actually didn't get to see that watch. fight. I want. Oh, is, I saw John Kelly is in here. John, you thought Jan won, right? Because that would have helped me big time. I had forty nine percent Jan and six percent O'Malley. Wow. And he wow. got he got a. Uh, 
Uh, no, you can't. Chase Hooper's not your guy. We know what you <laughs> how you feel about Chase Hooper. You're never getting that back. Okay, you're never getting you, that. What one is back. it? Olivia Nunez? Is that who it was? No, yeah. uh, Amanda Nunez. Amanda, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like uh, Jan got like 71 point fantasy points, DK points. Yeah. 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 Okay. Fair enough. Uh, I mean, I just wanted it for DK purposes. <laughs> Jan, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Um, it was O'Malley a pretty chalky strong. slate. I actually played it, uh, and I did not do well, which I just assume means it was a chalky slate. Yeah, there's been uh, it's been a chalky, dupey year in general, right? Like not year, last month or two with NFL since NFL started. Oh yeah, a lot of chalk win in NFL, a lot of dupes. What was um, was it the last showdown slate? Wasn't it eight like eight eight hundred dollars? There was eleven hundred uh, dupes on one of those. Wasn't yeah, there? Yeah, 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 tiny, yeah. tiny ones. And uh, MMA was the same way, I think. Tiny, yeah. tiny first place because it was split so many ways. Yeah. Um, but apparently people like that. So enjoy. Enjoy. I, I guess I'll continue losing, but yeah, hopefully that Chuck, that Chuck fucking turns yeah. around a little bit. Hopefully, hopefully tonight's our night. Uh, unless, uh, unless the chalk is the Lowell's lineup build, in which case that's great chalk. Uh, if you guys do want to check out run the Sims, uh, for those of you who don't have your own SIM process, like Brian, I do seriously recommend it. You can get 10% off. Yeah. Uh, with promo code P, you can try off a daily or a weekly pass, um, but get access to that. They also just launched their own uh, NFL underdog tool as well, using their inputs to compare the prop line. So all kinds of good stuff going on over at Run the Sims. Definitely recommend it. Brian, will get the audio up for this podcast. You have all your good stuff going on over at Brick75.com. Anything else I'm forgetting? That's it. Yep. All right, dudes. We appreciate you. Good luck tonight. We'll see you next time. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.